You're listening to the Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Oh, hello, Internet. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville in my basement hosting another episode of the Atomic Geeks podcast. And in my hand, I'm holding a cold can of Pabst Blue Ribbon. When you're eating a human brain, nothing goes better with that than a can of Pabst. Let's see who else is joining me on this podcast, Eve. Finally, Mike Downs has returned to brewing beer. That's right. It's been three weeks in the making, and I've kept it quiet, but tonight I'm having one of my first pints of my vanilla blonde lager. It's so great to be brewing beer again. It's the only way I can afford to drink. And intestines. (laughs) I had to figure some way how to work in zombies in there. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There you go. Andrew, London. Big Wheel Beer. <laughs> That's me as a zombie. Come on. That was clever. Good for you. That I got really it. Good. Obviously, yeah. Dury did. <laughs> Next. Yeah, it's Dury. I'm in Toronto uh, in my basement drinking a mug of hot chocolate because the gas company turned my gas off today. So it's very cold in my You basement. normally drink gas? <laughs> I've been reduced to drinking hot chocolate instead now, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm passing on the cold drinks as if I ever have any anyway. I, uh, and, not uh, yeah, to, zombie. Then zombie. Not to overshadow the fact that it's great to have Dury back on the podcast here, but Downs, hold the phone or the Skype. You are actually having a beer. I am, yeah. I, uh, I've had does a couple. Your, does your sponsor know this? <laughs> Funny. No, you know, I haven't, it's not that I've, uh, not had any. I've had a couple over this period. Um, but it's been a couple months since I've had any large drinking. But, um, as a matter of fact, my significant other wanted to get into drinking wine and brewing that. So, you know, once you were doing that, I might as well brew some beer too. So. Well, we drank the last few episodes. You, you've had like water or ginger ale. I've been <laughs> so, so disappointed. So, my shirt that says, I want to drink like Downs, I threw it in the garbage. So basically, for the past month, you've just been warming up for the friggin' Olympics with wine and beer in the house in the basement for crying out loud. That's right. And it's all coming down out tonight on tonight's podcast. And you're right. If you look at uh, one of those gadget websites, you can see Downs' new design for the new keg hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a fucking joke, as you will. I'm building what's called a keezer, which is a freezer. You convert to a fridge, and you put this wood collar on to have taps on, and I'll have fucking pictures of that some of bitch up on there, but you can look up in the meantime, Keezer, K-E-E-E-Z-E-R. Downs is back. Downs is back with a vengeance, and I am totally TMing that shirt. Oh, yeah, and he, he's got he's to get that average sort of uh, worked out, too, because he's got some making up to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tonight I'm going to have 12 beers to make up for the last couple. That's so what that's I did. Two like less with, than uh, usual. I, I went two weeks without touching my, uh, my daughter's Halloween candy. Like, <laughs> I was so proud. I didn't, didn't touch any of it. She had a ton. And oh, then, yeah. uh, and then, like, my wife <laughs> went, went with her, went with the kids, like, away for the weekend and, like, didn't leave me any food to eat, you know, nothing for dinner. And I'm so fucking monstrous. That I ate all of her chocolate. 
in the course of two days. And hard Reese's, to replace, too. Reese's peanut butter cups, microwave with a bit Everything. of gravy. Everything. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, I just sort of averaged out, but at least I lasted two weeks. Fucking rockets for fucking breakfast. <laughs> That's right. I thought you were going to say your wife caught you like at three in the morning, like freaking in your underwear, but in her daughter's closet, like a like a feral monster. <laughs> yeah, we're, she totally ratted me out too. She's like, "You want to know what happened to your candy? Ask your father. Yeah, he covered ate it all. covered Look in away. candy necklaces. <laughs> Look away, I'm hideous. <laughs> I bought her more, and then I ate that too. <laughs> right in front of her. <laughs> I'll get a full-size one this time. Look what I got you. Do you see what happens? Do you see what happens? <laughs> you don't eat your candy in one sitting. Damn this it. is what happens. That's right. Worst bedtime story ever. <laughs> um, well, welcome back, Dory. It's great to have you back on the podcast. And uh, in light of that, uh, how about you give us uh, your, your first or the first bit of geek news? Geek news. News. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's it's still in the speculation phase, I suppose. But uh, some stuff hit the internet today. I think it. I think Wired picked up on it first. But it looks like maybe we're seeing the first hint of viral campaign for the final Batman film. So I, I guess there's a, a website launching on Friday called Operation Early Bird. Dot com that uh, is is going to be spilling some more details, but it looks like it has something to do with this nuclear device that apparently Bane gets his hands on in the in the final film in the trilogy, and it has to do with the abduction of a Russian nuclear scientist or something. So uh, anyway, you know these are always sort of a high point in the build up to, to each of the Batman films. They kind of set the bar pretty high on the previous films. So, you know, I'm very curious to see what direction they're, they're going to go with this one. They had some really amazing stuff. Um, do you guys remember for the for the Dark Knight? Nope. You don't remember any of that stuff? <laughs> no. Was he jumping around and stuff? No, they did some stuff at, at Comic-Con, I think, where um, uh, people were, were going all over the place finding, like, geocaches and having to take photos of signage that would, uh, you know, kind of be close-ups of particular letters. So you, the final result was kind of like a ransom note, I believe, of kind of a message from the Joker. Then they had like a Joker lookalike fly overhead or something in a helicopter and dump a bunch of Joker cash. But it's like, it yeah, was really like kind of got, like it became a real sort of uh, augmented reality sort of experience. So, Yeah, I mean, they did the, also the... Uh they were running the elect Harvey Dent uh, commercials as well, right? As if they were real too. There was a bunch of yeah. shit they did actually for that movie. You know, um, something like this, I think is a great idea because there's a whole idea of that. Um, there's the prologue. I mean, tell me you guys know about this. I mean, speaking about Dark Knight, right? There's this prologue that's going to go out on a few select theaters of some fucking movie and it's basically the setup for this movie now. It's, it's Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mission Impossible. The IMAX version, yeah. Right. So, I mean, what, what I like about all this is, you know, I think the idea of, okay, from what I've heard, it's the next movie takes place eight years after the last movie. So why not, um, you know, why not have some things that happen in between the movie's releases? I think that's a much more uh, fuller experience from the movie going audience. I'm right. I, I can, as long as it's the studio that's doing it, I'm right up the fucking alley of this shit. <laughs> Just shows. Uh, yeah, I, I think Wayne. it's, uh, I think it's supposed to be, uh, how Bane became Bane is, is what I've heard. 
It's Shows like Bruce Wayne eating Cheetos, watching TV for eight years, <laughs> growing a beard for uh, no, you know, no previously on Batman. <laughs> so no crime tonight, sir. Nope, got myself no, a no couple crime. of DVDs and a big bag of Ringolos. No crime. Well, I'm gonna, uh, gonna gonna try some of that uh, Land of the Midnight Sun golf. <laughs> sun doesn't <laughs> set there. No nighttime. First, the first half an hour of the new movie is like a, a freaking training montage to get back in the shape. <laughs> I, I tell you though, I I'm, I think they got to think of a different name for that friggin' uh, website, Operation Early Bird, because the first thing that came to mind, to my mind, of course, is po- the possible resurrection of that McDonald's breakfast uh, sandwich mascot. For crying out loud, <laughs> that's the first thing that came to your mind. Yes, un- unfortunately, that's what came to my mind. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, that's I mean, fuck, viral campaigns, whatever. For crying out loud, I mean, I don't need any of that shit to see that friggin'. You avoid that stuff like the plague, don't you? I kind of don't look at it, actually, to be totally honest. No, but you know what, I, what I was saying is that this is different than, this isn't spoilers to me, this is, it's the same with the prologue, this is Part the, of studio, the studio now setting you up for the movie, so I I buy into this a lot more than I, I I've now ignored as many, you know, spoilers as I could of the movie, or, you know, rumors. I didn't watch mm-hmm. any of those pictures or videos. This, though, this is the studio ramping up for the movie, I, I totally get it, I like it. Yeah, this yeah, is I can, legit I, stuff. Yeah, and I, I can see how that's, uh, that has some real value to people. You know, nobody likes to watch a, a trailer or, or see too much behind the scenes stuff that ruins the whole film. But I, I really love stuff that sort of lets you soak in the atmosphere of the film that they're, they're trying to get across and, you know, maybe gives you some backstory on some things that have happened that they just wouldn't have time to cover in the film. You know, but it definitely fills out the whole universe more. So I love this stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, anyway. Movie's coming. Well, I don't give a sh- I'm going to see it one way or another. I don't give a shit. Everyone's saying about it. Blah blah blah. Uh, I'm going to bring in this last piece of uh, uh, geek news. Uh, a new uh, trailer uh, came out on the uh, internet space, and I thought it was uh, worth discussing because it- it's one of those things that I wasn't sure if they should ever make it, and I was wondering if the fellas felt the same way. Uh, the new trailer for uh, the new movie directed by the Fairley Brothers, uh, otherwise known as the Three Stooges, and I was curious um, who, what you guys thought about this. Uh, let's start with you, Mister Bloom. Um, I was a, I was a big fan of the Stooges, so this to me is one of those things that I, I don't like the idea to start with uh, of anyone remaking it. When you think that it might be done by the Fairley Brothers, I thought, well, maybe. And then when I saw the trailer. I went right back to the where where I was originally and thought they shouldn't do this. This looks terrible. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump on that bandwagon. I think there was one joke I laughed at. I can't remember what it is, but most of this trailer, I was I, I was seriously going. There is no fucking way they can do this any justice at this point. It's not. It's not the three studios. I don't think anymore. It's some new retelling of some characters that happened to do a lot of the things that the three studios did. Except for Will Sasso does look the part. Uh, the Mo guy looks stupid. I don't like the Mo guy at all. And I think, uh, the other guy who plays Larry, I, I couldn't recognize him at first and I realized afterwards who it was. Can't remember his name right now. The guy from Will and Grace. Will and Grace, dude, the, the super flamboyant one. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And wow, that was I him. I was, that. I was shocked with that. But Will Sasso looks the part, sounds the part, almost to the point where you're like, it's too much. Like they're trying too hard to just characterize or caricature these uh, old characters. That's that's hard for me to say. They try to make a caricature of some caricatures of the characters, <laughs> the caricatures. 
Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty disappointed seeing this trailer. I hadn't uh, watched a lot of or, or seen a lot of the coverage of the making of it, but I had heard the Fairley brothers were making it. And I guess I'd been kind of hoping they were going to try something different or maybe do like something like Chaplin, you know, like maybe kind of a funny angle on the actual history of these guys who I'm sure, you know, what their real wow. life was like must that have been fascinating. Be and that's what I was kind of hoping to see. So to actually see that it was like this weird reboot, it was just, I don't know, like oh. somebody, somebody's going to lose their fucking job over this. You know it's, what, the, the one thing that I absolutely hate in a lot of uh, of those, you know, the non-naked gun spoof movies that are just garbage, hmm. is that they tend to use current um, references to pop culture. So you notice in this one, it's, it's Snooky's in it. And the situation and things like that. Come on. Why? Like, it, movies should be a little bit more timeless. I think television shows can poke fun at that stuff. But when movies start making fun of the situation and Snooky and things like that, that's just cheap, I think. Uh, I think yeah. you need to think for more timeless things when you do it. You just don't like anybody making fun of Snooky. I don't. I don't. I love that, that lady. That, Go that's, what not, not, like, that's what killed it for me for this trailer. But, I mean, I, I've never been a big fan of the Three Stooges. I remember I got as a, a Christmas gift, I don't know if it was a Secret Santa or something, a freaking box set of, like, all these freaking Three Stooges things. I go, you know what? I mean, no offense to all you Stooges fans, but you kind of see one, you've kind of seen them all, you know? Like, Lots more be- pie fights than the other ones. <laughs> yeah, the one where they're trying to save the orphanage or something. I thought I seem to remember that one, but I mean, uh, I, I watched. I actually laughed at some of the physical bits. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're more of a Laurel and Hardy guy, though. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, that's isn't that what they say? That's like it's like you know, the the freaking comparison. Like if you're either an Elvis or you're the Beatles or you're Laurel and Hardy or the Three Stooges. I mean, oh, I, I did like Laurel. That's and Hardy. what I say. That's what I just said. That's right. I just said good. that. That was pretty good. But, I mean, then at the end, I go, okay, this would be something I might watch if it was on television. Like, I wouldn't pay money to see it. But, I mean, uh, then, of course, they have to throw in those fucking troglodytes from the fucking Jersey Shore at the end of it. It's like, all right, this fucking why, for crying out loud. That that really, really ruined it. Yeah, as soon as you see them, you're like, this reminds me of one of the bad spoof movies. That's exactly what I thought of it as when Bloom said I was thinking the same thing. It doesn't feel... I mean, I was surprised. I didn't realize it was the Fairley Brothers. I was surprised when you said that. This could be a funny movie that just happened, like I said, just happens to have a fat guy and some physical comedy like the Three Stooges. I don't think it's going to be what any... I'm not particularly a fan either, but huge fans expect because I think there's going to be too much a narrative. It's not. It's not even the same. You know what I mean? I, th- I don't think the feeling of it is going to be anything like what it was originally. No, they're going to try so hard to recreate the stupid pokes in the eye and all that stuff. As you see, that they'll be so busy doing that that they'll probably forget about everything else, like story and you know funny stuff. <laughs> yeah, and also the fact that it's in color as well kind of like, that really you know, threw me off. Make it a lot different. Uh, okay, so there you go. Uh, Three Stooges movie is probably not going to be seen by any of us unless we're tied to a friggin' chair, for crying out loud. Or if somebody uh, wants to send it to us for free, uh, and then we'll review it. Yes. Hint. <laughs> yes, I would, we would watch it for free. That's one of the credos of the Atomic Geeks podcast. We watch stuff for free if you give it to us. <laughs> um, well, on that uh, note, and total non-sequitur and no way blending into the topic seamlessly as I kind of would have hoped. I mean, Stooges a Zombie is kind of a tough transition. Um, that is tonight's topic. Uh, tonight's topic is zombies. Stooges. 
<laughs> you could kill a zombie by poking them in the eye. You could. I wonder if the Stooges. Stooges could kill versus zombie. zombies. We'll save that for uh, maybe a versus episode in the, in the near future if that ever happens. But yes, tonight's uh, topic is uh, zombies. Uh, originally, when I uh, thought of doing uh, a podcast episode on zombies, uh, I had all these great, uh, fascinating ideas of creating this new race of zombies called uh, atomic zombies and putting them in strange situations and asking the fellows, hey, what do you think would happen in this situation? What would happen in this situation? And then I thought to myself after a while, I thought, why not just do a fucking episode on freaking zombies for crying out loud? That can't be too hard. Why not sell it to everybody and then steal away the candy like Dury does? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, I mean, let, let's do that way because I don't think we've ever had a really good conversation uh, on zombies before. And that uh, that uh, friggin' show, The Walking Dead, seems to be pretty popular. I still haven't heard, seen the second season yet, although I hear the mid-season ender is totally fucking awesome but so hopefully nobody will spoil that for me and i can watch that before downs does it There's zombies. um so uh basically it comes down to I, first of all i was wondering if i was even the best host for this job because when i was doing my research i think of the, the zombie i think i've only seen about six or seven zombie movies in comparison to the friggin eight million that are out there that's, You're not the best like, host of any topic, so that that's, doesn't really matter. <laughs> that's, nice. that's that's like four more than I think I've seen. Really? I don't know if I'm like I zombies are just thriller I, count. Not my favorite. Well, here, okay. <laughs> well, here, let me let me t- tell you some of the ones that I uh, came up with on my list that you probably would have. I mean, everyone's seen Shaun of the Dead, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay, I've seen that one. I saw that uh, Planet Terror zombie movie. Uh, only because it was that friggin' Tarantino grindhouse uh, friggin' compilation. Oh. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I saw that um, uh, Dawn of the Dead uh, shopping, uh, the shopping, uh, the friggin' the more recent one where the Most friggin' recent. zombies are in a shopping mall. I've not seen that. You haven't seen that? Wow. Okay. So I, maybe I'm a, I am made to host this friggin' zombie uh, episode. Um, uh, but. The one thing that came to mind, and it's something I want to talk off, talk about right off the bat, uh, that it seems to occur to me, is it just me, or are zombies the worst monsters in the entire world? It's just you. What? No, I mean, like, <laughs> as far as if I'm facing a monster and I have to choose one to face due to the threat value, I would choose a zombie for crying. Well, out here's loud. the here's the thing, Christian. I don't mean to jump in, but. A zombie on its own is not much of, of a, a thing to face. The thing that zombies, the way zombies get you is by sheer numbers. It's by mass. That's what, how zombies, you know, if you're facing one Dracula, you're fucked. If you're facing one zombie, you could probably kill it. But try facing 50 or 70 or 100 zombies. That's where all the movies, that's where it comes in. That's where the threat is. It's like piranhas. Or a zombie yeah. Dracula. Zombie Dracula. <laughs> but you know what? I was just saying, if anything, if I've learned anything from playing Red Dead Redemption, you know, Undead Nightmare, it's that if you're riding your horse and you see one zombie, don't get off your fucking horse and kill it because there's 10 fucking or 12 more zombies behind the bushes. And that's how you get fucked up to they Bloom's point. You know they what I mean? Like, you. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, you, it's cocky for humans. Like, well, I think the whole point of zombies, again, to what Andrew's saying, is that and and maybe to what you're saying too, Christian, is that they only have a certain – they're kind of a flat villain. You know, They only work in the sense that they have to overrun anything, everything. 
You know what I mean? And that they are an unstoppable menace. Once you, as they do in The Walking Dead, I think once you start to live with them, can you not like, could you not win against the, the zombies in a hundred year war? You know, I because they're, you know. you're, you're, you're outsmarting them at some point, no? I'll tell you what you do. You move to Canada and you just wait a while and they'll all fucking freeze. That, well, the, the thing yeah, is, that's, too, that's actually in a book or a movie or something, isn't it, I believe, right? <laughs> World War Z. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. The, the thing is, too, the, the reason you'd survive a lot longer in Canada is because the population spread out so much, Glavin. Uh, where in the U.S. or, or in Europe or something, you imagine if, if you had a zombie flick happening in China, you're fucked. Like, there's, where are you gonna go? There's so many people, it's so crowded, and that's the whole thing of zombies. It's like a virus or plague mm-hmm. where it just spreads, and, the the crux of the whole thing is that when they get a victim, that victim now becomes part of their army. It does, they don't kill you off; they just assimilate you like the Borg. Yeah. yeah, but you know, but the only thing is, though, I think the the biggest threat to zombies is also based on the basically surroundings that you are attacked by said zombie in. I mean, for crying out loud, I, you're never going to see a movie uh, about a zombie attack in Kansas. For crying out loud, I mean. Or on, on the water. Yeah, or like, like what's that coming down the cornfield? Looks like about 50 zombies. All right, let's get in the car and drive through the cornfield water to the next zombie. farm. You know what I mean? Well, well that's, you know, yeah, uh, it, after they're making that uh, a film version of World War Z, or World War Z, as the Americans probably call it, I think Brad Pitt's company is doing it, and they're shooting it right now. But that book had some pretty awesome zombie revelations in it, and one of them is that they can go underwater. And people sort of realize, like, oh, fuck, like, they're actually, like, crossing large bodies of water. And it's like, no beaches are safe. Like, you can be fishing out in a boat and, like, think you've caught something and pull up a zombie and it pulls you into the water and that's it for you. So, you know, some of that stuff is, that's pretty creepy. I I don't think I'd want to live in a world where, you know, they were just kind of potentially a danger anytime you left the house. Well, it'd be everywhere. It's like sharks. That's yeah, the same thing. You could walk could out your front online. door right now and a shark could get you. <laughs> can, can, candy Graham. <laughs> You're that smart shark, aren't you? <laughs> oh, right. No, ma'am, I'm just a dolphin. <laughs> no, I think I think that one of the things I would probably do is I'd freaking, if I could, get over to freaking Germany and freaking hold up in one of those freaking Bavarian castles, you know, or get, my, get myself a house with a moat, you know? <laughs> yes, go to the Nazis. They'll protect you. Because yes, you don't want to be fighting Nazi zombies or anything like that. So yeah, because that's what's going to happen once the zombie plague begins, right? All of a sudden, all of Germany is going to revert. To, what? Fuck this! Would a Nazi? Sorry, would a would a Nazi zombie attack someone of a minority race or or who wasn't Aryan? Because they got to bite into them, right? Would they be like, oh, "I'm not doing that. I'm a oh Nazi." God. <laughs> Did this go just get off the rails? I feel something? like we're skating very close to an edge. And we <laughs> might let's just, the wrong side of it. Let's just assume that when you become a zombie, you are the most uh, basically unbiased person on the face of the earth. All right, that you makes know? sense. <laughs> That's the question. I mean, Lord knows. I mean, I, I think I think Nazi zombies would be an interesting topic, but maybe like not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, funny though, there are like blogs I've seen that that sort of track the zombie-proof factor of of particular architectural designs. You know, like there's really? somebody found like a, a photo of this place in like the former one of the former Soviet republics that 
It's just this completely abstract kind of apartment building that doesn't seem to have any lower floors, just a bunch of pillars and no way to sort of enter the building that you can tell. And it became this sort of icon for the perfect zombie, you know, fortress because there's no way into the damn thing. Well, that's not to, to, you know, to pull back to what Christian was talking about before. Formidable villain, uh, these are not. Like, this is not something that you worry about facing one zombie, like we were saying. That, that's the thing. There are some zombie, uh, I guess, stories that have fast-moving zombies, but do any stories ever have smart zombies? I don't think so. I can think of a few. Oh, well, I can then think I'm of, leaving. Uh, I can think of some, too. I mean, there's a lot of play on the whole zombie mytho, like the zombies, the nature of the stereotypical zombies, and I'll, I'll get into that topic uh, a little bit later. Uh, but right now, I'm going to, because I've, again, uh, I've done some research on the internet because there's a lot of things you can uh, look up on that thing. And I, I looked at the, the origin uh, of zombies, and I, uh, I'm going to throw some little history at you jerks about uh, zombies in general. And I think apparently the, 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 the idea of a zombie has been in, fo- in folklore for uh, apparently the Haitians, the Norse, and Tibetans for many, many years. Apparently, in, in Tibetan uh, mythos, they say that a child can raise a corpse from the dead. So, Ooh. who knows what the hell is going on over there? Well, for do not like those children. Uh, I think probably one of the most earliest kind of concept of a zombie came up in uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Although, not technically, I guess, a zombie still kind of zombie-like. You say zombie, I say reanimated corpse. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that, would that be like a failure? I made life. No, wait, shit, this one doesn't work. It wants to eat me. Let's go. <laughs> let's try again. <laughs> well, it, it, technically, it is, it, is, well, it is a reanimated corpse. Isn't a zombie a reanimated corpse just like in one good piece? Yes. Well, not even in a good piece. That's the thing. It's just... It's well, well Frankenstein's pieces. not, but I mean... Well, but you know what? It's funny you say this because I was... Um, one of the things I was thinking about of this podcast, I was like, you know, I don't love zombies. I don't have any zombie action figures. However, <laughs> I looked up there and I saw all my uh, villain uh, action figures, and I had Jason Voorhees. You know, and is he a zombie? Because he comes back from the dead over and over again. He's he sort of cannot die. But then, of course, yeah, that's the real question. He moves Does very he really slowly. Ever die. He doesn't want to eat brains. I think that is that the thing that separates a zombie is the brain. And Freddy Krueger. I mean, I got Freddy Krueger up there. Is what is he? Right? Like, I think he's what, more supernatural. I thought he was more supernatural. Mm. I mean, I, I don't think. I really hope zombies won't attack me in my dreams. That'd be really bad. Maybe Jason Voorhees does want brains. He's just too stupid to realize he has to take take his mask off. He can't figure out how to eat them. But you he, know, he is very zombie like. Yeah. He is, yeah. but he doesn't like brains. He just doesn't like teenagers having sex on his yeah. campground. <laughs> That's where he draws the line. <laughs> I think it's just humans, period. Yeah, and yes, and humans, and and and, and girls in friggin' their underwear. Um, more history. Uh, apparently, the zombies were more readily defined by H.P. Lovecraft in the early twenties. This stuff I've heard about that's in books. I never read any of that stuff. Uh, 1932 was the first movie called White Zombie starring Bela Lugosi. And that kind of segued into really up to the 1950s where uh, EC Comics did basically some horror stories about avenging zombies. I don't know. You remember those stories? Friggin' some, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. And they always come back at the end and kill you. Anyway. I wasn't alive in the 1950s. No, but I mean, do you remember the movie Creep Show? Yeah. And Leslie Nielsen was in it, and mm-hmm. he killed uh, Ted Danson and his girlfriend or something like that. 
And then they came, they drowned them or something like that, and then they came back to life and, and killed him. Wasn't it, I think? Anyway. Yeah, was that more ghosts, though, than zombies? No, I think they were zombies. They left wet footprints on the floor, I think, or something like that, from uh-huh. what I remember. Anyway. And apparently those comics were an inspiration for George Romero's Night of the Living Dead in 1968, which essentially started the whole freaking wagon train for the whole modern zombie experience. So there you go. Isn't that interesting? Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. But zombies are pretty popular. Like, you say that wagon train, you are you ain't kidding. Like, yeah. when you, it seems to come, you know, fluctuates like anything in history, but zombies can get, get super popular for whatever reason for little periods of time. And like you're saying, they're not the best villains in the world, but, wow, people like them. Okay, well, I'll tell you right now. I mean, I was going to get into that a bit later, but I'll give you some friggin' facts. Actually, yeah, I'll give you some facts about zombie movie timelines and and this will give you an idea of the freaking uh the the zombie freaking phenomenon right now i'm boring everybody because i'm talking so much for crying out loud actually well you know what before we get to the zombie movie timeline which we'll do after uh this little thing i wanted to do in between freaking discussing fucking more zombie shit i've got some uh geek uh people icons whatever you want to call them and then i'm curious uh, how these these characters uh, would relate uh, in the world of a zombie, as in what would happen. So, for example, I was thinking, what would happen if uh, what would happen if RoboCop was bitten by a zombie? He'd uh, he'd probably get the same. That would have to be basically a French kiss, I'd imagine. That's what the only part exposed on his whole. Body. <laughs> when, they have to bite his lip. <laughs> you bit my lip. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. pretty locked down. So yeah, yeah. How much would that really affect RoboCop? I mean, because as as Mark says, seventy five percent of him is robotic. I would think, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know what? You know what? The interesting thing I thought was, first of all, that's the the key, right? The RoboCop has to be get bitten in the face. I mean, fuck. How hard would it be to freaking bite RoboCop in the face? That'd be pretty tough. And so. <laughs> that's a Unless he's feeling vulnerable. That's right. He was, like, sleeping. Um, so RoboCop gets bit, right? He gets bit by a zombie, and all of a sudden, I guess, like all zombies, he has a bloodlust for human brains. But RoboCop can only uh, get nutrients through a friggin' feeding machine. So what happens? I guess he... They just hook up just... humans to his nutrient machine. <laughs> gets, gets some zombies. <laughs> you see all the, he just has a straw and all these people sitting in front of him. He's sucking their brains out. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he he well, mows them all down with his freaking uh, at the kneecaps and then takes a giant metal straw and jams it into the top of no, the he skull. Just, he has his own episode of Will It Blend? <laughs> No, but the problem is, is because it wouldn't. It would that would go against his prime directive or whatever, right? Oh, that's a good point. I never even thought about that. He he couldn't harm humans because to feed himself. So, and I, again, to the point of he's more robotic. Seventy five percent of his body is robotic. I don't think the human side can win out to eat the brains. Probably not. Yeah, I would fight against it. Be like dead or alive. I'm eating your brain. No, <laughs> can't. So it would just, like, sort of lock him down, probably. Yeah, basically, he's going through this whole friggin' interior psychodrama that we don't even understand. What's what's RoboCop doing spinning around in circles for, for crying out loud? (laughs) So he'd still basically keep doing his job. He'd just really want to eat you. Yeah. And wouldn't. Uh, (laughs) You better get out of here, or I'm going to eat you like a... (laughs) 
Milkshake. He doesn't arrest people, he just eats them. You're lucky <laughs> I have this prime directive. He's standing in front of this fat kid with his just mouth opening and closing freaking <laughs> forever. Well, you know what he'll be? He'll, he'll be like when they turn him like kind of hardcore in the second movie. So he'll if, if you're bad, he'll actually eat you. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll, cool. he'll, he'll like judge you on the spot and then or like convert you to be a zombie. Like, you know what? Forget it. He's evil. I'm Robocop. I'm going to eat you. I judge you. Hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you eat that guy who like melted, you think, in the, the vat of acid, you know, that really awesome death in the first one. Oh, that was awesome. He didn't just melt, though. He actually kind of turned into a pig-like creature, too, didn't he? <sighs> well, he melts and then he gets run over by a car, doesn't he? I thought he exploded then or something. I love that movie. That's a great movie. Uh, shocking. They made that statue, though, right? They built that statue in Detroit? Yep. Fuck, I want to see that, too. That's probably the only reason why I had to go to that. Go to Detroit, yeah. Cause or meet so- listeners of the Atomic the- Geeks podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe if I have a car that I want to lose and claim the insurance on. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So uh, Andrew was talking about the phenomenon of zombie films, and I uh, did my due diligence and research for this topic, and uh, I found uh, sure basically a web. Part of me, sure you did. I'm going to prove it right now, asshole. Did you just wait? So I did a basically a compilation, decade by decade, of a timeline showing how many movies per year or zombie movies per year were made. And wait, you get a little of this. So from 1930 to 1940, apparently four zombie films were made. 41 to 50, five. It's getting, there's more coming. 51 to 60, six zombie films. From 1961 to 1970, that number more than doubles to 15 zombie films. From 1971 to 1979, it doubles again practically to 29. Then in the 80s, we see 72. Then in the 90s, for whatever reason, uh, I have no idea, it dips a little bit. We get 64 zombie films made that year. Mm, the ecstasy years. It must be or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But some I don't know what the hell happened. You guys can pontificate on this all you like. From 2000 to 2009, there was 332 zombie-like film properties, animated, comedy, and otherwise, made during that decade. Do you mean... So, since September 11th. That's really? Why. Really? You think so? And then from really 2010... Zombies but- had anything to do with September 11th? I, I don't think, think zombies had anything to do with it. No, no you know what I mean. Like uh, the zombie movies. <laughs> or September 11th had anything to do with zombie movies. That's Those right. Zombies, they the, that's they, that's they, the popular they, new conspiracy theory that it was yeah. all yeah. zombies. Do, do I what? actually believe that? No, but I, I'm sure there are some people, <laughs> people who have written uh, their thesis on... Zombie learns fly. They got the wrong guy. It was the zombies all along. Please end the Rand Corporation. Okay. Everyone listen to uh, the captain. He's going to say a little few words. <laughs> all these zombies on this dark room, this giant round table, the spotlight and the world map on the wall, just freaking shambling back and forth in their chairs. But yeah, year 2000, everyone said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm making myself a zombie movie for crying well, out loud. I think that's the thing too. Like as, as these numbers went up, you have to realize technology changed. Movies became more frequent because back in the day in the fifties and whatever, there weren't that many movies made as there are today. Uh, you get in the 2000s, there's straight to DVDs. There's more independent films. There's people making it themselves. 
There's, the ability to use digital effects for like yeah. to do seriously gory films as well. Like that is a huge factor. I think that's I mean, got to be, that has to be a big part of it. It's not like, yeah. uh, we're so morbid and we love it. I think there's a bit of a nostalgia that's tied to, to a, a zombie film. Maybe that's why people are know, doing it, but you know what I think it is, is the same thing like with video games. Um, people love to see like the human form destroyed. And zombies give you a way of doing it where you don't really feel guilty about it. Because you still get to see that, that human shape kind of get <laughs> dismembered and blown up and this guy's thrashed crazy. all about. But it's not a person anymore. It's just, it's like a mindless monster. So you can feel okay about it. I think that's why people like them. Or like the clones. Yes, clones have no souls. Mm-hmm. Either do twins though, so. <laughs> one of the two twins has a soul, the other one none. Yeah. And that's up to you to find out which one it is. <laughs> or just kill them both. <laughs> oh, boy. There goes our twin listenership. <laughs> oh, shit. All two of them. <laughs> uh, I got another uh, zombie uh, situation. I'm wondering what you guys are going to think about. Uh, I'm going to ask Dr. Downs' thoughts on this one right away, which will, for the reasons which will be obvious in a second. Uh, so there's uh, Mike Downs. Uh, he's in an alleyway, you know, just standing here by himself waiting for the bus. Probably and all of a, high in an alleyway. Pro- he's probably going. getting high drinking after a night of drinking some vanilla blonde lager. <laughs> and uh, and out of the shadows, uh, Mike Downs uh, simultaneously gets bit by a zombie and a vampire. <laughs> and I'm, I'm curious, what the heck happens in that situation? So, like, at the exact same time, a zombie and exact a same time, right. Ca- the catch and release are simultaneous, and it's mixing with the super high concentration of alcohol that's already in your blood, <laughs> and which has no consequence to this, uh, you know, transmorphification. <laughs> no, but so I, I, in honestly, in real world, answering the question, um, I would say that you don't get turned into a vampire by simply being bit by a vampire. He's just drinking your blood. So, um, as a matter of fact, you turn into a zombie. That's not really. Well, then, what's the rule of becoming a vampire from a vampire bite? Then, well, because usually you have. uh, It's not just being bit by a vampire. Otherwise, everyone vampires feed on will get turned into to turn into a vampire, and that's not realistic. So, usually, you have to drink the vampire's blood yourself. What? Okay, so let's say this vampire comes along and says, man, that Mike Downs, he looks like he'd make a good member of the team, for crying out loud, and he makes you drink the blood, and then you get bit by a zombie at the so, same so time. We're, we're sitting there discussing <laughs> how he wants me to drink this b- blood, and I'm pontificating no. whether it's the right decision or not. No, so, you're not discussing. He's like he's like grabbing your head, and he's a freaking vamp. He's grabbing your head, tilting it back, and then put, putting a funnel in your you know mouth what? and this is, pouring this it This is in. modern times. He just uses, like, uh an IV and sticks it right in your veins. Yeah. Or or he puts me under his powers, basically charms me and makes me drink it at Oh, that probably is your way. <laughs> and as you're under his under his So as files. I'm drinking the vampire juice, yes. Uh the zombie mortification infected blood per se. See, so at, really at this point you're talking about a blood disease, I guess. So the question is, what would have more um Power. What would be better? I would think the vampire, because it can bring you back from the dead and only the sun can kill it, I would think if the two were diseases, the vampire is the bigger – and, of course, that's probably my – obviously my preference. But I would think the vampire blood would win that fight. Imagine if you became a zombie and not a, not a vampire. You'd be like, fuck. See, I, di- I disagree because a vampire can still die, right? So – um 
you could still become a zombie even after you'd ha- experienced vampire death. Oh, what about this? You're a vampire on, until on, you on, get on, stabbed on. in the chest, and then you become a vampire zombie. No, hold on. Let's go. That's a whole other thing. Let's go back to what Dury's saying. So Dury's saying, uh, I'd start to turn into a vampire, which is a lengthy process. So mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. You'd have to almost get, just as you're turning into a vampire, you then have to get bit by a zombie, really is, the, is what you're saying. What happens if a vampire gets bit by a zombie? And again, I argue that no, the vampire blood restores you to the state of what you were at when you were bitten to be a vampire. So I don't, I don't think, and I think that trumps. Oh, you think it like, it like filters it kind of, you mean? Like it, it kills sort of. It. It kills, like, cause like, like everything else, right? Vampire blood. The whole thing, the whole thing is being a vampire is, is a mystical thing that keeps you immortal and in a certain state, especially if you look at like the vampire Lestat and that little girl, right? She couldn't even cut her hair. So but I would the, think, you know what I mean? But the zombie transformation, I don't think it's based on, well, I guess it depends well, on which property you're talking about, but it's blood, not just right? blood, right? Like it's like saliva and it's like a, I don't know. It's a bacteria. Really? All Christian wants to hear you say is, gee, I don't know. <laughs> no, oh, I don't want you to, to talk about yeah. how you'd be a, a, a vampire zombie. You'd be flying around but eating people's brains. Exactly. That's basically, I was hoping for that. First of all, I don't think if, if Dracula got bit by a zombie, because I thought about this is on my list of, of, of people to bring up, and I wasn't going to bring it up, because Dracula technically is already dead, right? He's dead, so I don't think the zombie bite would do anything. That's what I mean. I would, and then there's, there's nothing for the zombie to take. From the vampire in terms yes. of nourishment, really, right? But but in the in the Mike Downs uh, friggin' alleyway, vanilla blonde lager drunk Mike Downs alleyway scenario, I was hoping for some kind of extrapolation on the friggin' uh, friggin' uh, Count Zombula. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which Andrew Zombula. was talking about. Yeah. Count All right. Zombula. So I'm a vampire. I can turn into a zombie. No, you see, I'm not telling you what to do. You forget it. You had your chance. You just talked about how vampire blood would kill the zombie. Yeah, okay, I got to qu- I got to go back to what something Down said. That zombie wouldn't attack the Dracula or the vampire because he, there's no nourishment. There's no nothing there. What is a zombie actually after? Is it live brains or is it live tissue? Okay, well, that's, that you bring up a really good point. And that, and that is basically, much like vampires have been kind of basically bastardized with this whole, uh, the mythos of vampires have been bastardized by this whole twilight thing. What, in, in your minds, like, what is the, the template this, this, the, the, of zombies that should never be strayed from? Uh, there, Andrew. Oh, what's the, what do I, well, I don't, uh. Like, for example, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, like whether or not they, sh- they shouldn't move fast or they shouldn't. Yeah, they like shouldn't, in 2000. They shouldn't in be 2000, smart. Yeah, in 2002, friggin' 28 Days Later came out, and that was basically, uh, the first, uh, I don't know if it was the, I'm pretty sure it was the first, in, you know, Incarnation of a fast yeah, zombie. Yeah, the runners. Yeah, <sighs> that made so, it terrifying. I think um, that definitely stays. No, oh, but I mean, oh, but, really? But, I don't but, like but, that. To me, zombies were always slow moving, shuffling. Gave you a fucking chance, man. Yeah, so and that was the thing. You, you about what? What would I rather have to deal with personally, or what would I rather? Watch no, I think what what Christian is asking is what need. What's the mythos that cannot be changed? Yeah, like what is the what is the what is the way the zombies should be? This doesn't answer be? my nourishment question at all. But I no, think well, but but the thing is, I think it's a, as a matter of fact to go against the Walking Dead. I think zombies eat brains, not just body parts. Yeah, oh, I really? never. Do they actually ever crack a skull and eat a brain? Like I always see them just eat people. Yeah, they and rip people apart. And tissue, yeah, yeah, I think if they're going to eat an entire human, 
How do they make another zombie? Because there shouldn't be anything but bones left. Well, no, that's the thing. Is yeah, so that they bite you, and and it's like, what are they taking out of you? Your blood, and then they infect you. What really? What is that whole transformation process? Because, yeah, like you've seen it in in uh, whatever show where uh, zombies, a whole crowd of them, just rip the shit out of someone and eat everything, like intestines, everything. There's nothing left. You're not becoming a zombie. You're you're mm-hmm. a skeleton. So. So maybe all the zombies that ate that guy are people who got bit but got away. Yeah. I like, I, I like the idea of a person being bit. A slow-moving zombie that bites a person and they become a zombie. And I think they want brains because that's like the icing on the cake, but they're more than happy just to freaking get a good, <laughs> nice thigh or, an, or you know, so brains ankle. So brains are dessert. Yes. Yeah, it's like uh, the goal is brains. But if you you know if you get a nip out of a freaking elbow or a freaking some belly fat, it. well then you know you can it's just cannibalism though, don't you? No, think? But maybe like it really just... is like dessert. Like maybe just some of them are after brains because they've already had meat, and they're like, I'm full, but I just I want just a little <laughs> I could use more just thing. a wafer thin, <laughs> just a wafer thin brain. slice of brain. Yeah, <laughs> then I'll be perfect. But I or think I, I would think that zombies like wouldn't zombies eat anything like a horse, a cat, a cat. Any live tissue, they just want meat. And then at some point, or before, it was like brains. But really, I think they just want meat. No, and you know what? I kind of agree with that too because I think that that makes zombies more scarier. If every living thing can be turned into a zombie, every living thing is then – everything that's a zombie is is more of a threat to you than as a human. You know what I mean? Mice are fucking scary now. You know what I mean? Like you you get bit by a mice. by a zombie mouse. Yeah. Oh, Would you become a zombie mouse? Well, that's another good question. Can animals become zombie? But obviously in the world of Red Dead Redemption, they can. But do you think? Do we think in the stereotypical world of a zombie, can an animal become a zombie? Yeah. And uh, what's the, what's the so. Mila Jovovich one? The Dobermans become zombies. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, Resident See, that's... Evil. Resident Evil, yeah. I think they need to so be I... of a certain, certain uh, like maybe just mammals. Yeah. See, you know, no, and the, there is a, a difference, too, between the different zombies. Like, I know we're just kind of talking about the whole genre of sort of mm-hmm. shuffling mass of terror. But, like, 28 days later, I think they were technically the infected or something like that. And those Mila Jovovich ones, are they actually zombies or is it, again, it's some kind of, like, chemical viral thing or... I haven't seen that movie. That's too fucking scary for me, but I've heard they're like zombie-like. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's not that bad of a movie at all. It's more actiony. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there's a huge classification of these things that make you sick and kill you and whatever, and we call them zombie movies versus George A. Romero's, you know, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, because like the uh, the ones in the Twenty Eight series, it's called like Rage. What they have, right? Like they, yeah. I don't even know that they are necessarily eating you. They just, I think they're just sort of murderous, aren't they? Like. They really just want to fucking kill everything. Yeah, but, but Downs, you've seen it. Would you still classify it as a zombie movie? What, uh-huh. days later? Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Oh, really? well, how do you know it's not that bad then? For crying out no, like. I was talking about the other one you said. Uh, Mila Jovovich. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Resident Evil. Oh, no, I, I haven't seen that only because it looks like shit. I mean, it is. No, it's terrible. I, was, I walked out. I've seen all of them. There's like four of them. I've seen all of them. No, actually, I heard one of them. I think the one, the latest one was actually not bad. Uh, the one where there's a guy who's half that was by Milojovic though. 
but or anyway. whatever movie you're talking. But still, and those movies, an, like an animal become a zombie, like like that's that's the scariest thing. Like, if it, what if a cheetah becomes a zombie? That's not good. <laughs> twenty eight days gonna... later and twenty eight weeks later are definitely worth watching. Those those treat the material very seriously. They're really cool movies. No, yeah, right, no, okay. I've, I've heard of that. I've, those movies get pretty good reviews when they're. I mean, if there's a zombie movie or not, it's beside the point. People say those are good movies. Yeah, well, yeah. you can see uh, – it's funny. I think Jeremy Renner really kind of got a lot of attention from his role in 28 Weeks Later. So the Hurt Locker guy, you know, who's in the yeah, Avengers yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, He was really good in, in 28 Weeks Later. Oh, I like that guy actually. Mm-hmm. There you go. I don't know. Uh, as far as the zombies go, I think I like uh, my zombies to be slow, uh, shambling, and and not dance like in the Michael Jackson thriller video. <laughs> yeah, we have to do uh, the dancing. Yeah, don't no no dancing zombies. That's not this this, this doesn't it's not good. It's not right. Uh, let's see here another uh, quick zombie situation. Uh, I couldn't do this. Uh, I'm only doing this because Mark Dury's here. And how what would be an episode uh, with Mark Dury on that I wouldn't ask him a question about Star Wars? And here we go. <laughs> what what happens, uh, Mark Dury, when a zombie bites a Jedi? Hmm. What do you think? Well, it depends on their first off, First now. off, no Jedi's, Jedi's getting caught by a zombie motherfucker. Okay, this Jedi is sleeping and a zombie sand person comes in through the tent and freaking bites him. It, it happened. I'm sorry it happened. It depends was, on the midichlorian content. Yeah, probably <laughs> Yoda would realize what had happened and somehow fail to do anything about it. And um, okay. Obi-Wan would lie to the Jedi about what had happened to him. And... Uh, the Jedi would become a zombie and his life would suck. That's well, that's it. You just see him. Because there's really around. no upside to becoming a zombie, is there? You know? He's there's a no... zombie Jedi. <laughs> he get his own spin-off show. Yeah, that's it'd what I mean. It'd be a cartoon and it'd be better than the movies. He'd be a janitor now. Jedi zombie. He, if he's a zombie, he wouldn't use his lightsaber because they're complete idiots. So he would just drop that shit. Well, he would no longer be a Jedi. Except for he could move at super speed to bite other people. <laughs> yeah, just every now and then. He'd be like janitor at the at the Jedi High now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not to go not to go on a, a tangent here, but why is it the Jedi's can't always run that fast? I know. Why is it only small bursts of speed and then nothing? I think it has something to do with the the Jedi thighs. Is what it is. Yes. You, know, it's... you know what though? There is a zombie Star Wars book. I know you're going to be shocked that I'm going to talk about the Expanded Universe. Really? Mark Dury talking about the Expanded Universe? Yes. Death Wars. Troopers. And it's, uh, I haven't actually read it, but I remember uh, sort of picking it up in the bookstore and going, hmm, maybe I could buy this for somebody and then borrow it. <laughs> Here you go, honey. Yeah. What would the point of that be? You're buying it this Happy anniversary. Borrow. <laughs> 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 it's what me and my brother do all the time. Oprah says it's great. <laughs> but it's uh it's yeah it's it's like a a, a squadron of uh of stormtroopers i guess i think they come across like some wrecked space craft and like everybody on board is horrible things have happened to them and then the troopers start to sort of uh fall victim as well one by one i'm gonna go buy that right now I just th- I think that essentially a, a Jedi, a good Jedi turned to zombie with a combination of those friggin' mitochlorians or whatever the fuck it is, and they're in there right now. Uh, I thought it'd be basically almost create like the ultimate Sith Lord. Or would the it really is, be? The, the, the problem with the zombie thing is, is the whole 
Dude. Yeah, thought of like, you know, zombies get this incredible fever. It destroys their thought process in their brain or, or you know, during the zombie creation process. And you, so you're a complete fucking moron. You're a zombie, not to use Exactly. Yeah, but you have a physical component that basically has given you in your normal life kind of superpowers. I don't think, see why it wouldn't kind of add some kind of zest to the zombie so Jedi. Are you either. saying that if you were a ninja and you got bit by a zombie, you would s- jump around through trees and then drop down and bite people? I think there would be a quantifiable difference between a fat guy zombie moving and a guy who is physically fit zombie. Yeah, but, yeah, but only I think in that the base training would be would be completely carved right out of you. I think you're basically exactly. the brainstem now, right? So I don't know. I, yes, I still think yes. the physical. All you're left with is the physical response. The yeah. everything that the brain has, the baked in knowledge, would be gone. So if you could fly, aside from the basic instinct of knowing how to fly, if if that even is possible, which we, we won't talk about, but say flying is just an instinct, you're still just going to fly like these things walk. And if if we're saying in our world they're really intelligent hunters, you'll be as really intelligent hunter as any other hunting zombie but you, you'll be able to fly but you won't be able to be any better deductive like superman because that part of the brain is gone when he's a zombie but That's you weird. will know Why how did, to dance the, yes you can you can wear leather red leather and dance and the piano yeah, but why but why why is it that i'm throwing out a question that probably doesn't have an answer why is it that zombies have to move slow like that I, is it because of this process that I guess they're dead and they come back to life and you're like, well, a dead person really can't move that well. They're their, stiff. Their circulatory system is, you know, seeing a little bit of trouble there, buddy. I mean, well, what, if you, like, what if you got bit on the arm, you turned into a zombie, you were in perf- you were perfectly fit before. Mm-hmm. So no body parts missing, which is part of the, you know, the whole zombie limp is that you're missing a leg or an arm or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You're, you got a chunk out of your arm missing. That's it. Well, how, how is oxygen a little better than the muscle. other guys? Huh? How is oxygen getting to your muscles at that point? How are your muscles moving? Period. You're the undead. This thing's made up. Yeah. What kind of stupid question is this? <laughs> what kind of stupid answer? <laughs> I got nothing. I hate zombies. We talk about space zombies because you know there was a show called Firefly. I really loved. It had something called Reavers. Those are, are not zombies. Good. Space. They're not zombies. Zombies can't fly spaceships. Those are just hurt, men so. who've seen the edge of space and couldn't oh, handle I disagree, it. Crazy. No, they're freaking can- cannibals for crying out loud. They, they were zombies. poisoned. Oh, hey, if we're going to talk about uh, these other things, you know, I, I think reavers count. Okay, but I, 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 was, I was wondering the same thing. I got to say, what you're wondering the thing you're wondering about reavers the entire time yeah, we're doing I'm this sorry, show. Reavers are not zombies. Reavers are cannibals, no. like we're saying. Which you could you could say a zombie's a cannibal. But you can't there may say be fever, that fever-burning right. friggin' barbarians, but, but I don't think they're friggin' zombies. Yeah, I agree. If we were going to sort of be doing a classification system, you know, of, you know, of what their diets are, sure. But in terms of, you know, cinematic, you know, monsters, their behavior is essentially the same. But they, they can fly ships and they rape things. So it would be like having they are porn raping. zombies. That's true, yes. Wait, Reavers rape? Ron Jeremy remember. as a porn, as a zombie. Well, the, the thing is, Reavers are also mm. intelligent too, conceivably, right? Like they, yeah, they lay they traps actually, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But they feel that they, they're meant to strike that same kind of uh, note. 
I think. Yeah, the similar idea of, uh, like, like the Borg, an unstoppable force that is all about numbers and isn't necessarily too intelligent. It's just numbers. You could probably tie them closer to the I am legend infected humans. Uh, then you could, which uh, is, which is considered a zombie movie. I mean, I am legend, I yeah, think. It's also considered a zombie, but it's also considered a vampire movie. Well, the, the yeah. book, the original short story, uh, was, uh, uh, vampires. And it was based on that, but they really lo- loosely based on that. Yeah, the, the book vampire. is actually quite good, and the movie is actually quite not. And the <laughs> movie's okay. <laughs> well, it's, what do you want to see? What do you want to see this weekend? Three Stooges or I Am Legend? <laughs> I want to play Skyrim. <laughs> well, needless to say, the idea of space zombies is really uh, quite appealing. Uh, let's finish off this zombie madness uh, tonight. That I just want to hear uh, some of you guys' favorite zombie entertainment properties. I, and I say entertainment properties because in this last friggin' decade, the zombies are friggin' taking over the world. They're on the friggin' TV and comic books and uh, radio shows and zombie podcasts. If you like guys, you know, recording things on Skype going, um, so uh, starting uh, with you, uh, Mr. Downs, are any freaking zombie movies or whatever that you want to talk about, say how much you like? Sure. I mean, I've mentioned a couple of them, Red Dead Redemption, The Zombie Pack, Walking Dead, we've all talked about, Zombieland, I think we've talked about, and Shaun of the Dead. Um, I oh, really? Mention- Downs, name them all. <laughs> do a whole fucking list. Shut the fuck up. You're the guest, motherfucker. Just sitting here crossing things off that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> uh, we've already talked about all these things. I was just reaffirming them. We've already talked about them mostly. Except for Zombieland. Uh, we didn't get into as much as... Okay, so I'll, I'll we stop We talked about zombie. that last week. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, I was, the other thing I was going to say is uh, one that maybe you haven't thought about or wouldn't be on a list was Plants vs. Zombies. I love that little game. I hear that's a good game. What was that? Penis vs. Zombies? Plants versus zombies. <laughs> Jerk. Well, I just figured we can't have an episode go by without saying penis. I've, Speaking of which, do you think zombies have sex? Oh, that is a whole other episode right there. <laughs> like, yes, that zom- zombie, zombie porn, right? <laughs> Viagra. Yeah, there's a, there's a knock at a door and there's a zombie holding a pizza for crap. <laughs> yeah. <out. laughs> zombie chicken uh, lingerie. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident there must exist some zombie porn somewhere on the yeah. internet. Yeah. Andrew, is there any zombie stuff that you like we haven't talked about? No. Oh, really? Well, I know <laughs> we've met Downs just list, listed off the stuff. I not really a huge zombie person. I, I like Shaun of the Dead is awesome. Zombieland is really good. Uh, I honestly didn't get the expansion pack for Red Dead Redemption because I was too scared. Oh, it's good though. I've I've played a lot of it. It's really really good. Um, I, actually, there's a movie that I wanted to talk about. Actually, a couple that I remember as being zombie movies, only because of my, my doing my research. And one of them, uh, I think, was called Dead Heat, a movie from God knows how long ago with Joe Pis- Piscopo and Treat Williams. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember, that. remember yeah, that movie? Nice. And Joe Piscopo gets, I guess, he gets killed and brought back to life, and essentially becomes this yeah. zombie dead partner. That's fucking awesome! I forgot about that movie. That was a good movie. I would see that one again for crying out loud. Um, and another movie which I thought was a really neat take on the zombie genre in general uh, was a movie called Fido, uh, and that was starring uh, Billy Connolly and that what's her head from the friggin' Matrix movie. Carrie and Ann essentially. Moss or 
Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. And the whole premise of this movie was basically, it's kind of set in the 50s, where there was a zombie epidemic, but it was basically... Uh, put under control right away and became like an industry. So like all of the zombies essentially became servants for the oh, people yeah, of the yeah, United yeah, States. Yeah. And they wore like friggin' uh, sh- like shot collars to make them sure that they don't like eat the children's heads and stuff like that. And they were assigned to do menial tasks like mow the lawn and things like that. It was actually kind of a neat idea that eventually kind of turned out to be a love story. So uh, yeah, Fido. And if you like weird zombie stories, check that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Mark Dury, you've got to have some thoughts about the zombies. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm probably pretty typical, and you know, to most of the listeners that, that I imagine are tuning in right now. Um, you know, I like The Walking Dead. Um, been following the the comic series. It's one of the only ones I follow. I think you guys got me onto that years and years ago. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I like the show. I, I watch the occasional zombie film. But I think the one that really sort of tipped me over the edge, like I mentioned earlier, is, is uh, World War Z. Um, and if you don't have time to, to read the books, but you know maybe you're sitting in a car or you got to commute with the old iPod every day, the uh, the audio book version of World War Z and Oral History of the Zombie War is really something else. You got to check that out. It's got Mark Hamill and uh, I forget a bunch of other sort of recognizable voices on there, and it'll really kind of uh, pushes all the right buttons in terms of you know getting your your fix on for what the world would be like if there was like a massive just worldwide outbreak and what happens well there you go that was a a lot more zombie talk than i expected that was uh, some pretty good uh, piece of business right there i like to think so uh, there you go well that was uh, practically uh, almost an hour on talking about freaking zombies for crying out loud i thought that may, we, we might go 20 minutes and i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do zombies. but woo-hoo. that's what happens uh, when you invite dury Yes, thank God for dirty. Yeah, you got twenty minutes of real episode, and then forty minutes of waiting for dirty to get the point out. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry for crying out loud. Yes, you hurt Mark's feelings. He's a guest. He's he's never going to be on the show again until next week. Um, cough, cough. Uh, so uh, yeah, so there you go. A uh, good piece of business about zombies. I like to think. Um, so let's move on from there right into our. Uh, starting with you, Andrew Bloom. Okay. Uh, I don't have anything zombie to, to pick this week, so I thought I'd go with I Vampire. Uh, DJ turned me on to this one, and I think I mentioned it before, but uh, still reading it, still enjoying it, and uh, looking forward to issue number four. Uh, Mr. Downs? Okay, mine's not zombie-related either, but um, I did want to mention, especially since someone asked me on the Twitter when I mentioned that I was getting back into brewing on Twitter, um, someone asked me how to get into doing this yourself. How do you brew or build your own kegerator or keezer? And I wanted to throw out the website homebrewtalk.net, I think it is, uh, but look up, just search homebrewtalk. Um, it's pretty much the definitive place of brewing beer and everything about uh, building keysers, including uh, ordering a uh, temperature controller from China, which I have done to turn a freezer into a fridge, which a lot of uh, hippies and people who live in solar houses do because basically freezers are much more um, better at holding te- temperature than uh, fridges are. So you take a little fucking temperature thing, put it in line, and next thing you know, a freezer is a fridge. So uh, check out Homebrew Talk. Another website is in uh, com. There's a lot of uh, 
uh, instructables on there about guys turning freezers into fridges to have draft beer out of. So if you, uh, you are looking for that or you're wondering how I learned how to do all this shit, those are two websites that I frequent and, and teach me how to do shit. Check them out. Uh, I'm going to uh, jump in here and, and throw my atomic pick. Uh, I've uh, made the leap uh, and uh, uh, waited all night for my PS3 to download the free uh, version of DC Universe Online. Uh, I've been on there playing on the, the available very you know minute time I have to uh, play this game as, uh, first of all, the Cosmic Viking. Uh, and second, uh, my second character I've tried out just recently, uh, thank you to my son for naming him Dr. Tortuga. Uh, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> um, but playing in this universe is 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 fun. I like uh, teaming up with Superman and Batman and hearing Oracle tell me things to do. Uh, it can be a little bit addictive. I've already looked into the price structure of friggin' uh, the memberships. Like you know, for five, if I buy an add-on pack, I'm a premium member and I can make 14 more characters, uh, which is a lot of fun. Leveling up, getting new devices. The only thing I don't really like is I, I spent like about an hour crafting this perfect guy to put together, and uh, you can see the pictures on our Facebook page that I've uh, put up in the past. It, you know, I made this guy perfect, and then all of a sudden you start picking all this armor and shit up, and all of a sudden it's a totally different guy, and not like the original vision I had had in my mind. But still, whew, it's 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 a small complaint compared to punching the shit out of friggin' evildoers everywhere and jumping around the city. I, I, it looks like I might actually play this a lot more than I thought I would. I'm going to probably buy one of these add-on packs to get a premium membership, and I don't think that's a very good thing for my uh, wife to find out about eventually. Ugh, my goodness. DC Universe Online, try it for free and try not to get hooked. That's my opinion. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, ask Mr. Dury to finish off our Tom Picks with his. Oh, geez, uh, that's exactly the kind of crack I like to smoke there <laughs> that you're talking about. Um, I didn't know that the DC Universe stuff was out, um, but maybe fortunately for me, my PlayStation 3 died two days ago oh. and uh i've been enjoying skyrim on it and of course i've lost like fucking everything um i've been kind of debating whether or not to take it into some nerd that can uh you know pull the boards off it so i can at least get my save games and i've decided just starting over so i've lost five years of playstation 3 but my atomic pick ties into that and that is for all you other Mac users out there that have been enjoying Skyrim and, uh, you know, your, your PlayStation 3 progress, I can tell you right now, is doomed. If you, if you aren't aware of the problem that's plaguing the, the, the console version of the game, uh, look into it. I don't want to go into too much detail right now because nobody else cares. But, uh, suffice to say, you will not be able to finish the game on your PlayStation 3. It just will slow down to such a point you can't play anymore. So, my pick is using Boot Camp on your Mac to actually install Windows so you can play the full, glorious, high-res version of the game. It took me longer than it should have, but I'm really incompetent in that regard, so about two hours or so. And now I'm playing Skyrim on you know a 23-inch monitor, and it's just awesome. Ultra-high settings. It's great. So it's actually more of like an atomic tip than atomic pick, I guess you could say. Yeah, I just stuck the tip in here. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that Skyrim is freaking awesome. That's the one game. Ooh, what was the other one? I was. Uh, what was it? The precursor of that game? Freaking. Oh um, yeah, Oblivion. Oh yeah, I played that. And that oh, is yes. freaking awful. <laughs> 
Uh, freaking my brother was addicted to that thing. He basically maxed out levels in all character classes with this one character. Holy moly, well, it's not good. Yeah, I could do a whole episode on what that game has going for it. If people well, out there are listening that are playing it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't looked into it, maybe don't because <laughs> it's seriously a major time <laughs> suck. <laughs> well, there you go. Some good atomic picks, and that is... The end of the show, first and foremost, I want to thank Mr. Mark Dury for joining us. Pleasure. So uh, next week, apparently, we're doing another episode of this podcast, and I think, Mr. Bloom, you are hosting. Uh, why don't you tell us jerks what we're in for? Yeah, next week, episode two of the Atomic Geeks. No, uh, we are doing a uh, would-you-rather Christmas version or holiday experience. Hmm. There's nothing more I like about the holidays. It's experiences. Um, you might have heard that the Atomic Geeks is part of the Atomic Geeks Network. And we're not the only podcast on this friggin' thing. Uh, there's another one and another one to come. But right now, let's hear from uh, the Nerd Lunch Podcast and see what they got in store for us uh, next week. Hello, listeners of the Atomic Geeks. On the next episode of the Nerd Lunch Podcast, we will be putting a famous movie director on trial. So place your right hand on the Bible and repeat after me. I will go to iTunes and download the Nerd Lunch Podcast. Sounds pretty awesome to me. If you like the Atomic Geeks, you should be telling us. And one of the best places to tell us is on the forums or, more importantly, on iTunes, where you can write us reviews. And we got uh, an iTunes review from our uh, USA store from Shadowrunner06. Where do you run? I run in the shadows. So thank you uh, very much for that review. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, I've checked our UK store and... Still no new reviews, so uh, I don't know what the hell is going on in that friggin' area. Uh, get your ass together and friggin' write us a uh, review for crying out loud. Um, so there you go. The Atomic Geeks, episode 142. Uh, sleep tight, uh, hold on to your brains, and... Uh, brains. You just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and of course, theatomicgeeks.com. Part of the Atomic Geeks Network. Title track by Don't Look Down. So, I mean, on that total non-segue... Did he just get attacked? <laughs> Dury? I was, I was waiting for a moment so I could do it. Okay. It like it slides right down my face. Oh. <laughs> Do you not have a mute button on it? <laughs> this thing is like 15 years old. <laughs> it says SOCOM it's, on it. I can just picture it. It's like so huge. SOCOM, the game? Yeah, it's my SOCOM USB headset. It doesn't even Whereas. have like it doesn't even have like the padding on the ears anymore, so it actually hurts to do this. <laughs> it's he suffers for the art for his <laughs> art. Get some duct tape and a couple pillows, jackass. Um, all right, so where's I going here? Hold on a second. I got a belch. I'm filling ah. up, up my pint, but go ahead, Christian. I'll just come back in as you're talking. I'm on mute. Oh, you th I went with my intros like, and let's hear Downs' thoughts and stuff. Well, now you know not to do yeah, that. Right, exactly. Besides, it's going to take you 10 minutes to fucking explain it, I'm sure. Oh, so. my God. I do talk a lot. Anyway. <laughs> well, uh... <clears throat>